Welcome to Into Security, Info Security Magazine's podcast. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Into Security podcast, the Info Security Magazine podcast. Uh, my name is Dan Raywood. I'm the deputy editor of Info Security Magazine. And a bit of a one-off episode this, unfortunately no Michael this time, but I'm delighted to be joined by two special guests as we focus on the subject of security or cybersecurity awareness month. A month which where we're taking quite a significant look at the issue of IoT and connected devices. We're not taking a look at that. Actually, that's what the people at various government departments behind cybersecurity awareness month have decided that's the focus for this year so i thought well let's do a bit of a one-off podcast for that and those of you with long memories might remember our online summit from the spring of this year uh, you might also remember i did a session with two great speakers who well we thought why not just invite them back well close to i guess seven months later let's see how first of all what they thought of uh of iot why it's a big focus for this year and also what's changed maybe in the course of 2020 so big welcome to into security to bow woods from i am the cavalry and to mike Nelson from Digisir. Welcome to you both. Hey, thank you. Good to be with you. Great. Thanks very much, Mike. Well, let's kick off with you first, Mike. I mean, we can have those conversations, can't we? Of like, oh, I can't believe. I mean, literally, you and I were in San Diego in January. Now, I'm, I'm hearing a very rainy day in London as we record. And, you know, you were riding in San Diego, and then I saw Bo in San Francisco. I saw both of you, actually, I think, in uh, in RSA conference in San Francisco. And then a month later, we were talking about IoT. Let, let's just get straight on to the Awareness Month thing. First of all, let's talk about Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This has been going on for I don't know how many years this has been going on for. I sort of seems to be one that I, I, has always been happening. But uh, I guess, excuse the pun, I've become more aware of it. But why IoT? Well, why do you think that's got this sort of the attention rather than sort of traditional and ransomware phishing or uh, even election security? We're all talking about that at the moment. Why IoT? Mike, let's come to you first on that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all of those topics that you mentioned are very relevant cyber topics to be discussing today. But I, you know, I, I think... First of all, I think Cybersecurity Awareness Month, it's a great thing to do to promote awareness because clearly I, I think the, one of the biggest threats is just all of us. It's consumers in general and the lack of understanding and things that people can be doing to protect themselves and the devices that they use. But, you know, on the IoT front, I think the reason there's a focus this year on connected devices is because I think simply it's the fastest growing threat in cyber. Uh, with the, you know, the growth rate and how quickly consumers are adopting and businesses are adopting these devices, the risk is growing incredibly rapidly. And I think because of that, people are and businesses are beginning to realize they need to start taking action to protecting the people, protecting the data, protecting those devices so they don't end up with a bigger problem on their hands. Well, just just to stick with you for a moment, Mike, I mean, has that been something that, you know, you, you've been involved in? I know, you, you know, in your role at Digicert, you know, you, you actually have the IoT sure. in your in your job title. Is that something that you found customers, uh, I don't know if in particular this year, but over the years, they've come and said, you know, we want to enable this thing, but, you know, we're seeing the issues with it. And do you think that it's been raised to that sort of federal level almost for this level of awareness for this whole month? Yeah, great question. You know, I don't think um, I don't think it's gotten to the level it needs to yet, but we are seeing good signs. And I'll, I'll point to maybe two examples where I think pressure is beginning to produce activity. The first one is a project you may be familiar with, uh, the Connected Home Over IP, the CHIP project. Uh, this is a project being led by Apple, Google, and Amazon, you know, three of the biggest 
at least consumer IoT uh, manufacturers. This project was created to build better interoperability and security between connected IoT devices in the home. The reason these manufacturers came together is because consumers were finally starting to complain about lack of interoperability and they were concerned about security. And this project was created to create better standards for, for how those devices are manufactured and to ensure that they're done in a secure manner. And then also to make sure that those devices, once they get in the home, can interoperate and that they can share data in a secure way. And so, you know, I think activities like that show that the manufacturers are starting to listen and say, we need to be better on the cyber front. We need to be better on the connectivity front. And so let's come together to address that. The second one I would point to is is legislation. We recently saw in the U.S. legislation that is finally looking to get some traction. And, you know, I think that's an indicator as the federal government says, in our procurement processes, we're going to be driving the agencies to make sure that they're not buying devices that have vulnerabilities and that we need to have some procurement standards and use the weight of the federal government's procurement to drive those changes with manufacturers. That's another really good action that I think will cause a ripple effect throughout the industry. If you want to sell your devices to any government industry, you're going to have to be compliant with good cyber standards. Well, let's bring in Bo. Uh, Bo, you work with Iron the Cavalry, you, you know, the organization, you know, sort of lobbying for kind of better standards of uh, all sorts of things as well as as IoT. But from your perspective, Bo, I mean, what Mike's just put, talking about, that, I'm going to come back to on, on the chip thing because I'm not too familiar with that. In terms of what he's saying there at the, at the government level, are you seeing more attention now being given to things like IoT security? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I looked it up uh, while you guys were talking. I think this is the 17th year. Uh, that we've had Cybersecurity Awareness Month. You know, I think you kind of alluded to, Dan, uh, we're all, at least most of us, are pretty aware at this point of cybersecurity. I think that what uh, we're, we're starting to see more of a trend towards, and we should push more for, uh, is getting farther along on that axis of addressing the issues, right? So if awareness is one of the first steps, then the next one is action. So we're, we're seeing a little bit more action, as Mike mentioned, at the federal level with the, I forget the name of the bill at this point, but it's passed the House now. It's on to the Senate where they're going to try and fast track it and get it approved to this Congress and then hopefully get it signed into law. But it, it's a concrete step by the federal government to essentially require agencies and or allow agencies to use existing NIST guidance and emerging NIST guidance as a procurement tool so that they can buy things that are a little bit higher quality, a little bit better on security than they might otherwise do. We've also seen the move out of the UK government with their Secure by Design program, the IoT code of practice, a move towards adopting some legislation around that, which would effectively move the entire market, not just the government market, but the entire market of the UK, at least for consumer-based IoT devices, towards something more secure, securable, um, secure by default as a way to, A, help consumers individually so that their own devices that they're buying, they don't have to be an expert to get something that's going to protect their data and make sure that they stay safe, and B, so that we avoid issues like the Mirai botnet, which was able to harness hundreds of thousands of IoT devices to take out some 
pretty key internet infrastructure. And so I, I'm very hopeful that we're moving towards more of a, an adoption or action framework. And so maybe we can, for the next 17 years, move towards a cybersecurity action or cybersecurity adoption month. I love when you said that it's just like awareness is, is fine, but action's next. And I think that you've both flagged so far that bills are being passed through and are certainly being considered at a federal level. I mean, I certainly here in the UK, I know there's been some things pushed forward. It's I suppose it's good that things are actually being noticed. I mean, we're always very appreciative when cybersecurity makes the headlines. Certainly, you know, somebody writes it, but, you know, I'm making national news headlines and it's not always bad news because it usually is. But I guess my, my next question really, and Bo, I'll stick with you on this, is that, you know, you mentioned a 17 years, which is actually, I've been writing about cybersecurity now since uh, 2008, so that's 12. And I know a lot of people listening to this will probably say, oh, that's, that's nothing. You know, I've been, it's been around longer than I have. And I, I, this is the first one I sort of think I can recall going, oh, right, we've got a theme this year. Well, we'll hop back in a moment just to our session back in, March. Do you think that IoT is still the concern for security that we were led to believe it was, say, three years ago? But it sounds to me like things actually are improving. I think Mike touched on this earlier, said our adoption is growing so rapidly. And it's true. I think the best are getting better, but there are so many new entrants to the market that are very low maturity on the security maturity scale that are kind of, you know, there's more coming on online that are less secure then there are those who are getting more secure in effect. So you have this kind of flood onto the market of, in a lot of cases, low hygiene devices, even some of them that are higher cost. Uh, you know, I'm thinking a couple hundred dollar Kickstarter sized projects where it's just a, you know, a handful of developers and hardware engineers doing something really, really cool, really, really fun that resonates with the buying public. You know, they're not experienced security engineers and they don't have a team around them. So they're building something and putting it out on the market in a way that may open those owners to uh, some type of security issue down the road. At the same time, larger scale, more industrial systems, we're seeing an increased attention by adversaries on IoT devices, IoT systems, or a trend towards at least areas such as the energy sector and the healthcare sector where IoT devices, whether you want to call them IoT or, or some other type of industrial IoT connected infrastructure or what have you, it's a lot of the same principles at play. So if you look at, for instance, research and development on the COVID vaccine, or if you look at uh, hospitals, there's quite a lot of connected infrastructure there. And whether adversaries are today going after them or today going after the support systems that enable them to operate like you know, an x-ray machine needs the workstations that read x-rays in order to be able to serve their, their purpose. I think there's a lot more, let's call it a lot more awareness of IoT as an attack surface by the adversary. That's a good point, actually. And Mike, let's get your thoughts on that as well. We are, uh, you know, forever patching, <laughs> we're forever, forever fixing and stuff like that now. It is yeah, first point, I guess, is we should be aware. We'll get onto the consumer in a second. But you you agree that their attackers are more aware? It's, it's not just Mirai anymore. It's become more than that? I think without question, Bo is absolutely right that attackers are focusing in on just because of the, the sheer growth and volume and the opportunities are growing so rapidly that I, I think without question, hackers are tuning in and focusing on particular industries. I mean, we've always said healthcare is the most targeted industry. I think it continues to be for obvious reasons, but we're also just seeing in smart buildings, we're seeing a lot of mature attacks. We're seeing in multiple industries, targeted types of devices being attacked. And so I, I think that will continue as IoT pops up in every corner of our lives. It just becomes so much more evident 
that these devices are there. And as that continues to grow, I, I think more and more hackers will continue to turn their focus and start playing with those devices. Absolutely. I think if I look at just looking here at the themes of this this month, each, each week has got, I think, just a theme for the whole month. Each yeah. week is a theme. And as we record, we're recording the uh, 13th of October. We're in week two, which is securing devices at home and work. Uh, healthcare next week. And the final is the future of uh, connected devices for week four. So whoever came up with this is a very, very clever strategy. Well, let's just let's just switch to the concept of the, of the awareness month. Do you think, Mike, that this is going to impact the public at large? Because it's very easy for the three of us to sort of sit in our cybersecurity bubble and sort of say, you know, we know what's right etc but do you think that the the public is going to resonate with them the whole focus of this is awareness and so by virtue of that title there's an acknowledgement that the general public is not is not aware and we need to do more to promote awareness i can only say i hope that it promotes that and if we reach a new part of the population that was not previously cyber aware and we get you know, hundreds of people to begin practicing better cyber practices, that's a success. But I do think more and more people need to be aware and not just aware, but as, as Bo pointed out, start practicing good cyber practices. As I was you know, getting ready for our discussion today, I went and looked through and saw the different focuses of the weeks. And I think the areas that they're focusing and trying to promote consumer awareness in some of those areas is really good. I think those are areas where it makes sense for consumers to be asking questions and to be more aware of the threats that might be real for them. It really comes down to, again, the weakest link is all of us. I mean, I believe people typically in cyber are the weakest link. And so promoting awareness, promoting best practices, promoting simple things that consumers can do, which is what I have been seeing promoted, I think is a really good move. And I hope it will in some way moved the dial more than it was in September of 2020. What, what do you think, Bo? I mean, you know, will we come out of this in, you know, as we record about three weeks time with a more aware public or are we still going to have this issue of a public going for functionality and usability over security and privacy? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're at odds with each other, to be honest with you. I think that you can have usable, secure products. Uh, and I think that there are several examples you can point to of usably secure products. The modern mobile phone market, for one instance, is incredibly usable. It's also highly secure, despite the fact that every once in a while you get new attacks on chipsets like we've seen with the Apple attacks against the T2 chips. They're still incredibly secure, incredibly strong. It takes a lot of engineering to break those, as opposed to a lot of the systems that exist elsewhere and the, the ecosystem is more robust and mature, you know, you get automatic updates pushed to you as opposed to having to go out and download them. There are no default passwords to manage. So I think that it's not a trade-off we have to make. I also wonder how much of putting the onus of individual responsibility on non-experts is wise and how much of it is maybe misplaced. So I read recently a story that the plastics recycling ad campaign had a, a kind of a dark underpinning, which is they were there to promote greater use of plastics. You can look at similar campaigns by uh, a lot of the energy producers, oil producers, and others to, to shift focus from uh, the industrial energy uses, industrial pollution to individual consumers uh, saying, you know, it's, it's your fault that there's so much pollution out there. And I think that there's a lot of engineering yet to go before we can say that, you know, it's truly on the average individual buyer or owner or operator for bad security practices. You know, we don't have a thing with 
with cars this is an example that's often cited you know you don't have to go and install your own seat belts for instance uh, you don't have to add brakes when you buy a car all of those things are just engineered in it's a it's a single product that has all it needs to drive safely on the roads safely on the highways uh, and we have laws that assure that if it gets out of safety, which you know is, is not easy to do. You know, broken headlights, those are obvious. You know, change your headlights, that you can pull those cars off the road. So I think we've got a long way to go uh, on the engineering side, on the manufacturing side of products, before we can truly say that you know it's it's all down to the individuals. And so that's where I would like to see the action starting is with uh, companies to provide higher security, more securable products. Um, that make it easy to secure. That's a great point. I was going to come to you on that, Mike. I think you've got this role of head of IoT security at Digicert there. Do you find things are more securable? Like like Bo just said, are things, are things getting that way? They are easier to fix. They are easier to be secure. They are easier for people, you know, listening to sort of the security practitioners to actually work with. Yeah, we're getting there. And as Bo pointed out, I think you see some of the biggest doing better things. Some of those practices are not widespread. I think that projects like what's happening with CHIP is focused on doing exactly that. It's making it easy for a consumer to onboard. And that could, you know, I mean, the CHIP is focused on consumer devices in the home, but what they're doing can really be applied in many business scenarios. But it, the focus is to make it easy for the end user to adopt good security practices and to make it easy for them to have secure interoperable data. And so I agree with Bo that manufacturers have the burden and the responsibility to make that cyber easy. You know, as, as a consumer myself, and, you know, I look at my parents, I look at friends of mine who are relatively naive when it comes to security. I think consumers have the right to assume the security and safety of the devices that they're purchasing. When you go into a hospital and you see one of your children hooked up to uh, infusion system, you're not thinking and you don't want to be thinking about the security of that device. You want to know that the manufacturers and the HDO that has implemented that device have done the right things to protect it. Same thing when you install a, a camera for your doorbell. You want to know that the manufacturer has done the right things to ensure that that device is secure. And if there are things that you need to do, it's simple and they're easy to do and it can be done by the average consumer. And so we're starting to see more of that, but unfortunately, product development doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes months or years to get some of those changes out to the market. And so while we do see a lot of good things happening, not all of that has arrived at the market yet. And some of that will be coming in, in you know, coming months and, and years. But we do see a lot of good activity. A lot of it is with the big manufacturers who are playing a leadership role in this. And the hope is that we will start seeing more follow. That's absolutely brilliant point. I think all the things about, like you said, you know, seeing uh, the healthcare theme of week three of this awareness month around healthcare and IoT, I think that's a terrific point. No one is sitting there being driven by, you know, you, you presume safety. You don't sit there and think, wonder if this is safe. You know, we, we presume that whether it's the car we drive or the, the plane we, we used to fly yeah. in. Uh, like I said at the start when, we, when I flew to see yeah. you. Maybe just one last question then just before we wrap up. Going forward, do you, do you see things improving? Because if I look back maybe two or three years ago, we probably weren't having these these conversations about better, better bills 
records and better quality and awareness. Do you see things actually that this is a, an example of something we can point to and say, this is where cybersecurity, a, a trend is improving? Cyber is an ever evolving um, game is the wrong term, but it's an ever evolving practice. You never arrive at perfect security. You always have to be innovating and doing things better. In the state where we are right now, we need a lot more improvement. We need a lot more manufacturers um, to, to build cyber into the way they develop devices, to build secure by design devices, and not enough are doing that today. I commend the ones that are, but not enough are doing it. We need more to begin embedding good cyber practices into the way they manufacture devices. I don't believe that we're going to ever get to a point, Dan, where we will say we've arrived. I think it's going to be a continually evolving and changing game. Threats will change. Um, and the manufacturers of devices will need to continue to um, you know, to change the way they're protecting their devices. But what I hope and where I hope we can get is where cyber becomes part of the DNA of the manufacturing process through architecture, design, build, deployment. They're thinking about cyber through the entire life cycle of that device. Yeah, great point. But let's just come to you for the, the last thought on that. You seeing a bright future ahead? Uh, I, I say I'm seeing a brighter future. Um, you know, when we started Eye on the Cavalry back in 2013, our problem statement was that our dependence on connected technology was growing faster than our ability to secure it in areas impacting human life, public safety. Since then, we've seen quite a bit of traction around government action, around corporate manufacturers doing things, around organizations who buy IoT devices, uh, trying to procure them more securely, ensure that they're, they're more secure when they buy them by default. So I think we're trending in the right direction. I think we've found some of the right choke points to really get ahead of things. I think that rolling, again, rolling this from awareness into action, there's been some pretty good significant progress there. So I think within the next 50 years, we'll have this problem licked and we won't have to have a cybersecurity awareness month. It'll just be built into everything we have. We may even be able to shorten that future to 10 to 20 years. I'd say that that's one thing to be hopeful about is that we can, I believe, shorten that future and get to more a more secure by design, secure by default state more rapidly. Yes, that's a great point. And who knows, maybe we'll see, uh, you know, 2040 Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We won't have, well, maybe there won't need to be an Awareness Month because things will be so much more improved. I think at that point, we will wrap things up. So a uh, huge thanks to, to Bo Woods and to Mike Nelson for joining us today. And of course, you're listening. We'll be back with our regular podcast, maybe in a few more days towards the end of the month. Uh, as usual, Michael and I will be talking about the regular stories that we have covered in Info Security. Do look at uh, our website. You can find the podcast link upon all the other podcasts that we've been uh, recording over the last couple of years. Huge thanks to, to you both and to you listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Into Security, the Info Security Magazine podcast. You can find out more information on our news, articles, and events at infosecuritymagazine.com.